You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay. I am your host, Matthew Cause. And on a lot of levels, this has been such an incredible NBA season with just the level of high-end talent. We've never had it at this level. Also, we have legitimate parity, or at the very least, we have no idea who's going to win it all. That is a wonderful thing as a basketball fan. Predictable can be death as a fan of any sport. On the other end, the Raptors are completely unpredictable, and we certainly saw that last night uh, coming back from that crazy deficit to tie the Milwaukee Bucks, but eventually losing 104-101 to the Bucks in overtime. Joining us now to talk about all of it, it is Leo Routens. Leo, thank you so much for joining the show. Always a pleasure. Everything good? Yeah, no, everything is good. Okay, you know what? Let's start big picture because I have been the optimist. I was the guy where, you know, leading up to the end of 2022, I'm like, no, no, no. You don't make any changes. You don't panic. And the Raptors, unlike the Maple Leafs, the Raptors have deserved the benefit of the doubt. They have deserved us waiting and going, no, 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 trust in this team, trust in the process, trust in the players. But, Leo, I, I see the, them trying to score. I see the problems on offense and the number of losses against teams over 500. And my confidence in this in this group for this year. Now, not big picture. You know, we could see a year from now, we're like, wow, 2022 and 23 was so strange. But I need help here, Leo. My, my confidence in this group for this specific season, it's waning. Well, I'm sure it is. And, you know, you're not alone in that regard. But, um, you know, it's certainly, in my mind, uh, it's not, you're still having hit desperation time. And, you know, there's still a lot of season to go. There's not a lot of great separation uh, between teams. So it's not like you've played yourself out of it at this point. And I I think one thing is clear. You know, the Raptors' depth has been an issue. Uh, Therefore, the injuries uh, have been a bigger factor than maybe normal uh, because you haven't been able to absorb absences. And that's created all kinds of problems as far as rhythm, uh, performance, uh, you know, across the board. So, um, you know, some things uh, there may be an opportunity to address, uh, you know, injuries. I mean, you're still not at 100%, and that's a problem. But, uh, you know, is it, uh, is it time to panic and write it off yet? No. No, there's still lots of opportunity left. The question is, you know, can they find, can they find that rhythm to get it together? Can they get everybody on the same page? Can they get some of the guys that are underperforming to perform better uh, and so that Nick Nurse would have the confidence to give them time. You know, how long does it take Precious Achua to get back in gear? Uh, You know, obviously you you, you don't know when you're going to get Otto Porter back, but uh, maybe there's an opportunity to in the market to find, find somebody that can give you some contribution there. So uh, there's still time. That's, I think that's the, the big point I'm making. There's still time. Oh, no, there, there absolutely is. And, you know, you, you tell me the Raptors go win six of seven, and then the Knicks and the Pacers and the Hawks and the Bulls fall, and then suddenly the Raptors are in seventh. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked by that because the Raptors deserve the benefit of the doubt. I, I guess this just goes to a bigger picture of confusion about this team. They won 48 games last year. 
Siaka missed 14 games. Van Vliet missed 17. OG missed 34. Uh, Gary Trent missed 12. And yet they won 48 games. They're not going to come close to that this year. And I'm just so... I, I know part of it is injuries, but to me, it, it, it goes just beyond that. But the problem is, Leo, I don't know what that beyond that is. Well, I, I think Nick's searching for what that beyond yeah. that is as well. Uh, there's no question about that. So... You know, some, some players that performed last year uh, are not, like, when we're talking specifically bench guys, are not performing to the level they need to play. I mean, Chris Boucher has been all over the map. Uh, Ken Birch's availability is, is always in question. Uh, you know, Malachi Flynn, you need more to Malachi. I mean, he's had, he has had an opportunity to establish himself uh, for some quality minutes as a rotation player, and he hasn't been able to do that. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things like that that are creating, you know, creating problems uh, that they, again, here's the thing. When you've seen the wins, you know, you've seen them play, you know, Cleveland had a winning streak. The Knicks had a winning streak. You look how well they can still play right now. Uh, just not finding that consistency to do it every single game and the depth to do it every single game to this point. But when you see them play well the way they can play, and you realize there's not a lot of separation between a lot of these teams. So it's almost like, you know, you could see the frustration in Nick Nurse's face when he's trying to coach this group, and he knows what they're capable of. He knows what the potential is. But finding it on a night-to-night basis has been extremely difficult for him. Yeah. Uh, no, it has been. Um, on the, on the, again, joined by Leo Rounds On the more positive, on a more micro note, what the hell happened in the last three minutes and 13 seconds last night? Raptors trailed 90-69, to 69, and you blink, and Gary Trent Jr. hits a tough three-pointer, and the game is tied at 97. Well, hey, a big part of that was uh, Scotty Barnes, right? Yeah. I mean, Scotty was just, just, a, just a beast. And, you know, Matt and Jack made the point during the game that, you know, he's got to find a way uh, to make that happen throughout the game, you know, not just you know early in the game or late in the game, but throughout the course of the game, because he's that he's that type of player uh, that can impact the game in so many ways. And if you watch the body of the game last night, they were just laying off Scotty, playing right off him, yep. and that means they can interfere with other guys. But in the second half, in the in the fourth quarter, Scotty said, "I'm not going to give you a choice. I'm not going to let you play off me. I'm coming to you," and so if you could do that, you got to remember he went at Brook Lopez, a seven foot guy. Yep, that's solid. He went at Giannis Antetokounmpo in the paint, in the post. So if you know if, if he can do that consistently throughout the game, where you're not digging yourself a hole, you're giving yourself opportunities to get to the free throw line. You know you're keeping yourself in the game, so you're not chasing all, all you know throughout the course of the game. It makes a big difference. Yeah, and you know it, it also creates other shots for other people. Uh, and the, and the game becomes easier to it becomes easier to score, and your your defense gets amped up as well when when things start clicking. Uh, so yeah, I mean that, that to me that was the really the factor that made all the difference was Scotty's play. Yeah, he scored um, seven. The Raptors scored sixteen points in the final one minute, not in the final minutes with an S in the final minute. And Scotty Barnes had seven of those. And as you mentioned, in overtime, driving to the net, and you're right, beating Giannis, beating Lopez, it was impressive. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I just thought of this again, joined by Leo Routens. Leo, I'm going to give you three options. 
You're only allowed to, I mean, you, you can rank them three to one, but I'm going to give you three options and pick the one that's most important about what needs to happen to turn around this Raptors season. Are you ready, sir? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Option one is uh, oh, the Scotty Barnes we saw in the last 20 minutes. We see that version on a more consistent basis from the start to the finish of a game. And it's not like he's got suddenly scoring 40 a night and, and, you know, beating on Giannis. But if we see more of that version of Scotty consistently, that's option number one. Option two, Fred Van Vliet, his shooting gets back to where it was last year where he was an all star. Option three, depth and bench make a real presence. Of those three options, which one are you choosing first? Uh, you know, I'm going to go back to my, my college days and take D, all of the above. No, you can't give that cowardly <laughs> answer. How dare you? <laughs> you? Okay, right now, okay, on the, on the, just on the basics, okay? So the easiest thing of all, all the things that you mentioned, the easiest thing is Scotty Barnes, okay? Uh, you know, Fred, Fred, you know, obviously he's been dealing with some, some health issues. That's going to affect your shooting especially if it's your back, but you know Fred can shoot. We know that, right? And we know he can still come up with big big shots. Uh, the bench is a work in progress, right? This, you know, you've you got to figure out that, that, that Nick's trying to figure all that out. The easiest of your choices is Scotty Barnes because he is capable of doing that every night. And, you know, when I think back to his rookie year, what, what he brought in his rookie year was energy, Right, he he went out there and just played hard. You know, things are going good or bad. Scotty was just playing hard. Well, last night in the fourth quarter and overtime, he just played hard. So that's the easiest fix of everything you just said right there. Scotty, play hard every minute you're on the floor. Give us that energy. Give us that 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 fight. Attack people that are playing off you. Don't let them play off you like that. That alone can make an enormous difference, as we saw last night. That is a good answer. And you would have got minimum on your college report a B plus for for that. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. You know, All right. I'll take I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. Um moving just more bigger picture NBA. And you I you reserve the right to change your answer by the end of the day. Hell, by the end of your answer. Giannis, Luca, or uh, Jokic, who you taking right now? Oh man, that's that's not fair. That's I know, not fair. but you reserve the right uh, to give a different answer with uh, three minutes from now. You know what? Okay, well, so who's got the best record? Which team's got the best record right now? That Probably, would uh, uh, the Milwaukee. Oh, actually, wait, I got it right here in front of me. Milwaukee's twenty-five and thirteen. Uh, Denver twenty-four and thirteen. So by percentage, Milwaukee is number one. Then it is Denver and Dallas, which actually, they, you know, they're they've won eight of their last ten. They would be third. Okay, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just base it strictly on winning percentage right now. Perfect. Because Luca Luca's team's on a roll right now, but they've struggled, you know, winning games despite his play. You know, Jokic, his team has also dealt with some injuries, but you know, Jokic is, you know, this kid's a stud. We know what he can do, so he's in that conversation. And Giannis, to me, of those three guys, nobody seems to talk about that much. And 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 when you watch that guy play, like I admire the way he plays uh, with the intensity, the attack every single night. And Milwaukee has dealt with injuries to key guys. So oh, yeah. um, I, I'm going on winning percentage at this point. I, and, you know, like I said, I have the right to change. Yep. 
uh, and I certainly could change my mind, but uh, winning matters. That's what I'm going to leave it at. I'm going to give you an A- minus for that answer, Leo Routens. <laughs> and it's not even about the points and rebounds. It was Giannis's final assist last night when the entire team rightfully collapsed on him and he was able to find a way to kick the ball out with all the arms and legs everywhere to Grayson Allen, who hit the winning shot in overtime. I, I, I agree with you. I'm going with Giannis as well. Hey, you, know, you can't go wrong with a winning percentage, right? Because MVP is supposed to get that done. And, yep. And, uh, that dude, you know, it, it, but don't you think it's amazing that of all the conversations we're hearing about all these different guys, no one's talking about Giannis. It just seems that every year you just take for granted what he brings to the table. Yep. Um, and I'll tell you what, he's a unique player. There's only one Giannis Antetokounmpo in this league. Uh, and, you know, I just love the intensity that he brings every night. Leo, I admire the intensity that you attacked these questions. It was a pop quiz, came out of nowhere, some gotcha questions for you, but you were able to fight back valiantly. Always appreciate, Leo. Thank you so much for joining the show today. All right, man, I appreciate it. You almost make me want to go back to school. Nah. Almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to go back to school either. <laughs> that is Leo Renz, TSN, Toronto Raptors analyst. My God, though, how different would it school be? Okay, now I'm going old man for a second. Like, when I was at school, there was no internet. Like, when I was in high school, no internet. University uh, starting in 1998. But you know what they didn't have in university? They didn't have Google. They didn't have Google. Uh, how, much e- how much easier, is Josh, is school for you? I had to go to libraries. I had to go to libraries. Dewey Decibel System. The microfiche. Like, I had to get books out and photocopy things. Well... Times have definitely changed since then, Matt. You can get books online, uh-huh. e-libraries. Books online? I heard about Amazon. They're, they're, they're the book salesmen, right? They are. Yeah. They are. And they provide a lot. They do. Apparently. So I guess schooling is different in a way, but they still this, a lot of teachers still make you go the traditional route. Good. Good. Like, there, was no, there was no messing around. If you're writing yeah. that essay, you got to have your citations all set. That's how it was, Matt. Shout out to Todd McDonald on Twitter who tweeted out a meme of Kevin from The Office and it says, Me think why waste time say lot word when few word do trick. On the other side, we will play. It's been a while since I did a really bad mess up, a verbal mess up. It was an embarrassing one, and we will uh, play that for you on the other side. I'm Matthew Cows. We'll do that right after traffic. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050. You play to win the game. Embrace the odds. I want winners. (laughs) Yeah, okay, now I got it. Welcome back, everybody. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. This is a little M&M where uh, I think this is the uh, not the uh, the track with the actual words because a lot of M&M songs have swears in them. So is that just the instrumental version there, Producer Josh? That's the instrumental. Okay. Not suitable for yeah. what we want to talk about today. Yeah, well, uh, it's never suitable any day on terrestrial radio. Um, and the song starts with Welcome Back, Welcome Back, many, many, many Guess times over. Guess who's back. Guess who's back. Yeah, Shady's back. 
Back again. Okay, now he's back. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, So earlier in the show, we'll just play it. Uh, This was from about 45 minutes ago. I'm excited. There's so much to talk about. Uh, Damar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills safety, is now uh, has made significant progress. He is able to hold the hands of his loved ones. He can write messages. He woke up on his own. It is incredible, incredible news. You have uh, Canada beating the United States, taking on Czechia. You have, um, you know, the, the the Raptors, a tough lot. There's a lot going on. There's And there's other NFL news we'll get into. So I'm coming out of break, and I just want to do the generic, hey, everyone, welcome back. And uh, this is what it sounded like. Well, back. Oh, boy. And that oh boy was me realizing what the hell did I just do? So we isolated. So this is what it sounds like when you merge welcome back quickly. Well back. Well back. Now if I if you didn't know better, if you didn't know better and and you were just coming in cold and we just played you that one second clip, would you be able to decipher what I was saying? No clue. It's more of like a wombat. Yeah, exactly. And wombat. Th- we're not doing a lot of hot wombat talk on the show today. <laughs> um, the NFL, and it's become official now, that they will not be playing the Bills-Bengals game. It will not continue. The NFLPA, they've scheduled a press conference for 4 o'clock today just to give the latest on everything involving Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin. Now, what we don't know is how will the NFL figure out AFC playoff seeding. There's going to be a bunch of different possibilities. By the way, the Buffalo Bills are at the heart of what's going to, ha- what's going to happen with the one seed in the AFC. What's the playoff future of Bill Belichick as Buffalo takes on New England? You know, um, and then that will have impact on what happens with the Miami Dolphins. That could have impact on what happens with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We are talking about legacy franchises. Will they or will they not make the playoffs? And here's the first thing everyone needs to drop. The idea of fair. It's not going to 100% exist. Everyone will not be happy. You know, like, like during COVID, when it's like, well, we're going to start games, and no, oh, that game's canceled. We've got to move this. We've got to move that. And, and there was definitely elements of fair or unfair. There, there was a game, remember the Broncos taking on the Saints? I think it was like two years ago now. Time has no meaning with COVID, where they had no quarterback. Uh, they had a receiver play quarterback, and it set football back 100 years. And if you're a Bronco fan, you go, ah, oh, it's not fair. Well... COVID pandemic. So my, my message, Josh, everyone out there, whatever the NFL decides about playoff seeding in the AFC, uh, because right now Kansas City, their win percentage is 813. Buffalo's is eight. Uh, if Casey wins and if Buffalo wins, like it's just, yeah. some fan base is going to be upset, but I think we just need to acknowledge and accept the fact that there is no perfect solution after what happened to DeMar Hamlin. Not at all. It goes in all of scenarios and just to clarify the NFL's player association must approve these changes before before it's coming to fruition yeah we know it's probably canceled it won't resume it will that, not that is what's happening right now buffalo they entered monday night needing just one win mm-hmm. for that one seed chiefs now hold that spot yeah the bengal's Matt, they had a chance as well. Yeah. They needed two wins plus a Chiefs loss. Yep. And it was attainable. 
I guess in that game against Buffalo is much closer than we think. Now the Bengals go against the Ravens. That could have been it. Yep. Who knows what the Raiders are going to do? And also Kansas City. Like they have been deaf if you've been betting on them on the line. They do not cover. Every no. game is close. Every game in the AFC West, I, I saw this stat. This is going to be part of my uh, confidence picks for tomorrow, which is an absolute disaster trying to make picks for the final week of the season because all we live in is this world of chaos. But Kansas City, every game is close. All their AFC West games, most of them are close. So the, the Raiders easily. The Raiders got nothing to play for. Bleep it. Let's go and win. Devonta Adams, I want to go get 200 yards. Stidham wants to play well. He played great against the number one defense in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers. So, yeah. Yeah, listen. There is going to be fan bases. There is going to be, within these organizations, people privately grumbling about it. And by the way, privately grumble all you want. Be upset. Be angry. I get it because job security is on the line. A lot's on the line. But outwardly, shut the bleep up. Absolutely. Whatever they decide to do, just... I, I know it's hard on Twitter. Someone's tweeted something I disagree with. I should quote retweet that and let the world know how I feel. Shut up. Whatever the NFL decides, someone is not gonna is gonna feel that justice wasn't done for them. Well, this is unprecedented. Shut up. That was the word I was just about to use. Yeah, it's unparalleled. You can't even expect yeah. this to happen, and um, the situation is getting much better. And all the best to Demar Hamlin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, but the, <laughs> there's still so much to decide. Is Philly gonna win? I see Jalen Hurts practicing. So you're gonna be out there. Giants got nothing to play for. Um, by the way, Nathan Peterman is back. Nathan Peterman, I, I, I forget what team, he, what team he's on. Nathan Peterman hasn't been a start uh, for, uh, for the Buffalo since he played for the Buffalo back like in 2018, and was like the if you ever wanted to argue, uh, were teams afraid to to sign Colin Kaepernick? He's a Chicago Bear. He's a Bear. Oh my God, he's gonna play for the Bears. During that season finale for the Bears, who will probably land the second pick in the oh, NFL draft uh, next year. Ah, but the Texans, aren't they playing like the Colts? They are. They, the, Houston, the Texans could win that game. Chicago's hands. Well, you know what the greatest advantage Chicago has? And then we'll go to break. Uh, I think we're probably already heavy as it is. The Bears are lucky where they feel good about their quarterback. I think the media loves Justin Fields more. He gets more love than he probably deserves. But Chicago's in a position where they're going to finish either first or second in the draft, and they don't need a quarterback. Usually, if you finish in the first couple, usually you need a quarterback. That puts them in a position where they could get a lot of draft capital if a team wants to uh, if a team wants to move up. A defensive end or receiver is what Chicago needs. Yeah. On the other side, Adam Skelly is going to join us. The PGA Tour has started. So we're going to just look ahead to the season that is and look at some bets out there. So he'll join the show after traffic, which is brought to you by JanPro, proudly serving Canadian businesses for over 25 years. Put your trust in JanPro, the leader in commercial cleaning and disinfection services. Visit janpro.ca today. For the first time in ages, let's do a PGA update. It's early at the Century Tournament of Champions in Hawaii, but Canada's own Adam Simpson is tied with Seamus Power, or Seamus Power. I don't think it's Seamus. I think I mispronounced that, and I'm glad I didn't put the P in power to start the Seamus. Anyway, they're tied at one under with Sam Burns. Through five holes is Adam Svensson. Moving awkwardly from that, we are joined by Adam Scully on the show, co-host of Golf Talk Canada. Adam, Happy New Year. Thanks for joining the show today. 
Happy New Year to you, too. And your guy, Seamus, who call, is actually Seamus, as you said, is now two under and is now the new leader. Seamus, Seamus Power, two under through five early on. A throbbing two under on Thursday. <laughs> so, Adam, there is so much to get to. And basically, um, my if it was up to my producer, we would do like 17 questions with the Century Tournament of Champions. Yeah. Clearly, he has money on it because he was so giddy to talk about it. So, okay, we'll do that first. But then I just, I got, I want to do just basically golf preview with you but some of it will be disguised as, as betting questions but at the century tournament of champions beyond old Seamus or Svensson is there any non-S related individuals you like in this tournament okay well actually another S related individual Xander Shoffley mm. uh, was, was one of my PSN edge picks earlier this week uh, about 12 to 1 right now uh, on FanDuel and he's a guy who's had a lot of success at this tournament there was some concern that he didn't play in the Pro-Am earlier this week it doesn't believe to be uh, a health related issue so uh, Xander Shoffley is a guy who also won three times last year on the PGA Tour so it was basically a breakout season for Shopley, and he's a guy who's won this tournament before, the Century Tournament of Champions, a, a golf course uh, in Kapalua with a wide open, uh, wide open fairways, lots of landing areas, a uh, number of par fives too. So Xander Shopley's a guy I've really earmarked uh, to look at. Another guy who had a really good end of the year uh, was Tony Finau. He had three wins in his last seven official worldwide starts. He's around 16-1 to 1 right now on FanDuel Canada. I'm expecting both these guys not only to play well this week, but in the majors as well later on uh, as we get closer uh, to Augusta and then uh, the other three majors as well this season. We will sort of bounce back and forth between betting-related questions and then just golf-related questions. On uh, FanDuel, I see there's a Canadian special Mm-hmm. Will a Canadian win a major in 2023? Yes at plus 550, no at minus 850. The obvious answer is be a coward, be smart, take the no. Um, give me, Adam, your best reason why I should put down a, let's see, a $5 bet on the yes, which would win me $27.50. Tell me why I should bet 5 bucks that for the first time since Mike Weir, a Canadian wins a major. Okay, absolutely. So, I mean, Corey Connors has had three consecutive top tens at the Masters. So that, for one, he just hasn't been able to break through, hasn't been able to, you know, make the important putts down the stretch on a Sunday. And you could say he'll learn from those experiences and apply those going forward. Uh, In terms of, (laughs) excuse me, the U.S. Open last year, Adam Hadwin had his first career top ten at a major championship, tied for seventh. The year previous, Mackenzie Hughes was in the final group at the U.S. Open as well. So Canadians have been knocking on the door for quite some time. Those are obviously long odds, but with a major championship, you never know. And because we've seen these guys have success, you know, Mackenzie Hughes won for the second time on the PGA Tour just after the President's Cup this past October. So I'd say... Put $5 on that? Why not? Because you never know what's going to happen. There's so many great Canadians now playing on the PGA Tour and three three Canadians playing this week in Hawaii, too. So I say, cause, why not? Yeah, love it. I mean, it's five bucks. Um, we are seeing now the, the elevated tournaments. How different, and a lot of this obviously is because of splinter golf leagues, um, but we're... 
How much more money will PGA players be able to make this year? How different are the purses going to look from what we're normally used to? Oh, it's going to be significant. I mean, you think alone to this tournament, which is one of the elevated tournaments, there's 39 players in the field and the purse is ah, $15 million. So, I mean, you, you think of uh, the, the allotment that way uh, cash-wise. But, you know, a lot of these purses here going forward, you know, they're, they're $15 million. But the next elevated tournament at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which should be an absolute riot. $20 million purse there. Genesis Invitational, $20 million there as well, and so on. There are so many more of these elevated purses. And if I, I would say, you know, and as some players, you know, especially guys like John Rahm, have been vocal about, you almost have to credit Live Golf for this, right? I mean, without Live Golf, would this have happened? I'm not sure. I mean, no. you, can look, you can look at it that way, but you can also look at it that, you know, the PJ Tour has now lost guys like a Dustin Johnson, like a Cameron Smith, like a Bryson DeChambeau, you know, Brooks Koepka, all these guys who not only were, you know, are great golfers, but now playing on the PGA Tour, but were also, you know, great for storylines. I mean, it's hard to... Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, that there was that Bryson Brooks "quote unquote" feud, and whether was it actually fake, was it actually real? I mean, who really knows? But we, ha- the PGA Tour, has lost some of these personalities. But here, going forward, these guys will be playing for a lot more moolah. You're right about that. Yeah, they will. And uh, I think with Live Golf, at least, it was one of the unintended consequences. Is yeah. now the uh, the purses are going up. Obviously, the PGA can afford it, or else they wouldn't be doing it. And what and, and funny then the other unintended consequences is is on one level we're losing some guys, but maybe it means other big name golfers who wouldn't go into some of these tournaments maybe we get to see them on Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you think that if we had this conversation one year ago today, I'm sure like uh, the name Scotty Scheffler would never have come up. And Scotty Scheffler had, you know, a huge rise up the world ranking. He was number one in the world when he won the Masters last year. And I'm sure many people, many casual sports fans, fans probably wouldn't have known who Scotty Scheffler was in January of 2022, and now certainly they do. So there's all these young guys coming up. There's all these guys coming up through the college ranks. You think of a Tom Kim, who's now inside the top 20 in the world, already two PGA Tour victories. Uh, Some people know him as the guy who split three different pairs of pants on the range of the President's Cup this past year. (laughs) I don't know how on earth he could possibly do that, maybe get a new tailor, perhaps but a guy who's played a lot of great golf now, and he's in the Century Tournament Champions, too. Join, yeah. <laughs> Pants, <laughs> I'm sure he's going to live here. You know that. Adam Skelly, producer, co-host of Golf Talk Canada, is uh, joining us. All right, going back to a betting question. Here I am, do-do-do, on the old fan duel. And uh, player to win one or more majors, the favorite is Rory McIlroy at plus 225, followed by John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Cameron Smith. Um, does Rory McIlroy, does he deserve to be the favorite, or is there a little bit of just that's the person people bet on, much like we bet on the Leafs too much, the Cowboys too much, and the Lakers too much? Well, I would say given the year McElroy had last year, specifically just for the majors, and obviously McElroy had this incredible year both on and off the golf course in terms of leadership towards live and on the golf course, the victories, you know, RBC Canadian Open, FedEx Cup won late in the season in Carolina as well. But, you know, in the majors last year, he didn't win, but he finished in the top 10 in all four majors. And the last player to finish in the top 10 in all four majors and not win was Ricky Fowler back in 2000. 14. So he did something that no one's done in quite some time. Now, Macro, you mentioned he has the shortest odds uh, to win a major period this upcoming season. He's also the, the betting favorite in all four majors. And I truly believe 
something has switched for Rory, whether he's playing ticked off, if you will, if he's playing with that chip on his shoulder that he really wants to, you know, get this done and, and really help elevate what has been done on the PGA Tour and so forth. And I'm sure there will be a ton of motivation for him personally and all of the other guys, especially at the Masters, to go on and, and beat the guys playing on live who are eligible to still play in the Masters. I, I believe McElroy personally, I think he will go on to win a major this year. He hasn't won a major since winning two back in that same 2014 season I mentioned earlier that Ricky Fowler was in the top 10 in all four of them. And I mean, for Rory McIlroy, he had, he had a stretch uh, during this major slump where he really struggled during opening rounds. But this season here really flipped that. He probably should have won the Open Championship this past July at St. Andrews, but Cameron Smith just flat out out-putted him. McIlroy yeah. hit all 18 greens of regulation and just didn't win, which seldom happens when you have uh, the 54-hole Cole lead at a major. So I, I really believe in Rory McIlroy. He's not playing this week. He's eligible to play, obviously, but is lucky not to play this week. But I really think he'll have another big monster season this year. Last question for you, PGA versus Liv. It was a massive story last year. How do you think it manifests itself this year? Well, I mean, there was still so much unknown, right? Like this time last year, there was a talk, was Liv actually going to happen? I remember we had a couple conversations during the week of the RBC Canadian Open. It's like, oh my God, this is actually here. So I, I don't think it'll be too... I don't think it'll be jarring, and and that's me personally. I mean, it depends if they are able to secure another, call it top 10, top 15 player, whether, you know, I'm not going to speculate on a name, but if they're able to to bring maybe a younger star over, then things will switch. I I am genuinely curious because there have been rumors, too, on Greg Norman's future and how, you know, Tiger and Rory both obviously despise him. If Norman is eventually out at live, I think that will change some things. But, I mean, I guess cause that, that remains to be seen. Adam, yeah, oh God, yeah. Um, the, the PGA, wow, were they content creators for us last yeah. year, like they never have been. And uh, and we'll uh, now. I just I want to go back and listen to some Mark Sacchino monologues. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, it was so it was so good. There's sometimes I was I wanted just to stand up and cheer. Uh, but yeah. Adam, oh, as we end this, um, what what's the schedule like? What's going on with uh, with, with all things Golf Talk Canada? I, I, I mean, is it is it is it still the same for the year? Is is there going to be um, uh, is there going to be any added dates or anything like uh, um, you know? Fill me in a little bit on the schedule for Golf Talk Canada beyond, of course, uh, ten o'clock on Monday from ten to eleven. Uh, what can people expect? Well, what I will tell you, Matt, is that on Monday, January twenty third, is is our season. 13 debut yeah. on on Golf Talk Canada and you'll want to tune in Monday that Monday at 10 a.m. because we have a monster announcement I'm not going to tell you what that announcement is because that would be spoiling, spoiling it obviously but you'll want to stay tuned because we'll make an announcement 2023 is going to be our biggest season yet by an absolute country mile that's all I'm going to say about it Stay tuned. Monday, January 23rd, 10 a.m. TSN 1050. That's how you promote. Take care, my friend. All the best. Okay. Good to talk to you. On the other side, sound of the day, which will include peak Stephen A. Smith and peak Matt Cause. One of those should get you more excited than the other. Eh, I'll let you decide. We'll do that right after traffic. Get-
getting into the radio business, a little tip. If um, your producer is going to play Revolution by the Beatles, do not start talking within the first three seconds. You will not be able to compete and uh, uh, overpower John Lennon and the screaming that goes on at the beginning of that song. It is a, a really good tune. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, and Gameplay on TSN 1050 was brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more and get your winnings fast when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. We're going to do a Sound of the Day in a moment, and one of it's going to be um, Stephen A. Smith yelling at the Raptors. The Raptors, like they're, you know, one of their few times on uh, a national broadcast last night against the Bucks in that first half could not have been uglier. And we'll also play me screwing up. But I, I think quietly, like quietly, me screwing up Seamus and saying Seamus. Seamus. Like that is that is wildly stupid by me. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine to say. Bad, it's not as bad as Wombat. Well, no, that's true. That's true. That was, well, both dumb for very different reasons. Like, just like, oh, Seamus. No, it's Seamus, you idiot, who, by the way, is two under through five holes at the legendary Century Tournament of Champions. And uh, Adam Svensson has now fallen to even, but Mackenzie Hughes, one under through five. Matt, yeah. huge topic throughout many group chats today, uh-huh. specifically hockey fans. Yeah. I want to know your direction. All right. Canada check, check your gold medal game? Yeah. Or Maple Leafs Kraken? What are you turning on the TV, or is it a double action? Okay, so um, both games get PVR'd. I mean, that, that's obvious because I go through every goal of every game. Um, I am going to start on... Now, the good thing here is the, 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 uh, the Canada game starts a little bit earlier, so I get to cheat. So I get the first period there. But if it has to be one or the other, it's going to be Canada versus Czechia because it is gold medal versus, you know, this is regular season game. If Canada gets up by more than three goals, once they're up by four, I switch over to the Leafs game and then monitoring on social media or just monitoring um, if Czechia is making a game. So it's Canada, Czechia first. Unless it's four goals, then it's Leafs cracking. Both are on the... The good side yeah. and the positive side of the money line. Yes. Canada above minus 300 and mm-hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs at minus 225 on FanDuel. Yeah. The favorites. But I do like the over six and a half in the Maple Leafs cracking game, Matt. I do have to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. The way the Toronto Maple Leafs have been scoring goals right now is just, you can't even look at six and a half being saying, that's, that's, a, that's a high number. Yeah. They can easily put up three to four. Yep. I get the Kraken. Whole teams, their defensive game is very solid. Goaltending has got a lot better. But when we're talking about the Maple Leafs offense at this point, Matt, I think the over's the way. Let's hit sound of the day. Sound of the day, sound of the day. Here comes the sound of the day. And by the way, I agree with you on the over. The opposite of the over was Raptors-Bucks in the first half last night. That's what we call in the business a radio segue. Here is Stephen A. Smith at the half, uh, basically complaining about the Bucks and the Raps. Let me put it simpler. It's the new year. That's butt-ugly basketball (laughs) in the first half. I mean, have some decency, Toronto and Milwaukee. There's an audience watching. Could you give us some offense? Please, pretty please, with sugar and top. Never had to ask that for years. No holiday, but now we ask you no that. Middle. I mean, damn. Yeah. <laughs> 0 of 15 to start the game for the Raptors. What's Horrible. Not pretty- <laughs>
0-15 to start the game. Once again, the Raptors cannot shoot the ball. The Raptors scored 38 points in the first half. They scored 38 points in the fourth quarter. The Raptors scored 12 points in the first quarter last night. They scored 16 in the final minute as they made that crazy run to tie it against the Milwaukee Bucks, but ultimately lost 104-101 in overtime. But thankfully, we had Canada defeating the United States 6-2. The United States got the first two goals. Canada got the next six. It was all kicked off by Connor Bedard, and then Thomas Millich was incredible, which is why I, I think he's going to be great tonight. Canada had a different goalie the first time these teams met, which is why I'm taking Canada to win by more than two and a half goals against Czechia, and I'm getting that in the plus money. So that's why I'm doing that. And then because we got a, a we got about a minute left, here is my screw up earlier in the show. Here's the seven second version. Here's me trying to say welcome back. Well back. Oh boy. Well back. Yeah, that's uh, what that sounds like. So, uh, hell of a show here today, Josh. <laughs> what a time looking forward to Canada, Czechia, Matt. Yeah. This game, gold medal, all stakes are super high. The Connor Bedard show, we'll see if that continues. I think it will. Uh, there's no reason to doubt it. I, I think the big difference between this game and the last one, obviously the first one is mentioned, is goalie. But I don't think Canada's going to get six penalties again. Uh, I, I think Canada, they, they were allowed to go in that first game with a, you know pretty high expectations and, play, and feeling pretty good about themselves. And then Czechia played a great game. But since then, Canada hasn't lost. Um, they got a scare against Slovakia. They got a scare early against the United States. I think this all helps them, and I expect them to win today. And uh, if they lose, then tomorrow's show is going to be extra, extra grumpy. Overdrive is coming up next. Brian Hayes, Jamie McLennan, Frankie Corrado. That's it for me. Have a great day, everyone. Be good. Be safe. We will catch you tomorrow. You've been listening to Gameplay right here on TSN 1050.